1: Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter SA. This is Sports Day.
2: And a good evening too from Angle Park Sports Day SA. David Wildey and Dan Menzel, all thanks to Irrigear To save time and water, Irrigear is here. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions. So welcome
3: Dan Menzel, hi. Dan, how are you? Well, I'm good, Wields, and we're out of the studio tonight. We're, as you mentioned, down here at Angle Park, and uh, there's plenty happening. There's a live band outside right near the
2: track. Yeah. There's a
3: few food trucks here. We've got a good little crowd rolling through as well.
2: And not too late to get down, so it is Adelaide Cup. We just heard, too, Toddy Gray will be on a little bit later, said last year's winner... Hundred to one, yeah, incre- that's big odds in the oh, dog.
3: it's incredible. And as you said, not too late to get down. The first race is still another thirty-eight minutes away, so plenty of time. Get down here to Angle Park. Race ten is the cup tonight. I know you got a
2: lot of things you want to get through, but Clayton Oliver, all done and dusted. He's staying,
3: as we expected, yeah. as we mentioned last night. That uh, once a little thing gets out, it just—it's amazing in today's day and age that it explodes. And and he has said that he was never leaving. So that's what I
2: expected. A bit, bit strange, though. Maybe why do you reckon Melbourne pushed it out? It's not on field. On field, he's been brilliant. Yeah. Maybe he's, Do you think it's something to do with his recovery when that hamstring, he kept on jagging that and yeah, things th- didn't go right, then he had blisters and he had something else? I think
3: they'd like him to be a little bit more professional and sometimes what happens is the club maybe just lets the journalists know just to feel the fire and, uh, and then therefore it gets out. And Look, I'll, I actually think not a bad selection or pick right now is Clayton to win the Brownlow next year because he will have a massive off-season and pre-season off the back of this. Uh, Petrarca will probably play more forward as well. Gorn will be number one yeah. ruck. I think uh, he's going to be pretty good next year.
2: Yeah, we spoke about Xavier Dersman. Not so confident he'll stay. And we heard from Chris Davies they played a Grab yesterday. But it just sounds like keen. if he shops himself around or they shop him around, he's had medicals. He's met with more than one club now. and. Now, Dersmer, two or three years ago, I thought was going to be a 200-game player for Port Adelaide.
3: Yeah, well, you're right. It's an interesting one that people were going to wait and see what happens. But, um,
4: yeah, we've got some, a little grab here from Sam Edmund on where that's at. Xavier Dersmer actually now open to a move. Could be to Essendon, uh, as has been reported. Zerk Thatcher the other way. You know, the truth with Xavier Dersma is, I know Kane Corns was speaking about this earlier he's met with a bunch of clubs and he's going to meet with a bunch more over the weekend. Now he hasn't stated he wants a trade yet. And if he does, that won't happen until next week. But gee, both he and Port are on the same page when it comes to him exploring his options. And if you run it through the most likely outcome is that that actually takes place in truth. This has been coming for a while. There have been rumblings in the past couple of years as injury and form have kept Xavier Dersenro out of the senior side at Port Adelaide for periods of seasons. Now, He's been unhappy with that in those recent seasons, but up until now, not to the point where it would compel him to seek a trade to another club. So this one is absolutely alive. Pick 18, 2018 draft burst onto the scene in year one, but hasn't been able to go on with it thus far. So that one will unfold over the weekend when he gets in front of some more clubs and uh, and gets face to face with a few potential new landing spots.
2: Trade Radio update brought to you by CMC Invest. It's international investing made easy. Download CMC Invest today. Oh, I think he's gone, Dan. Oh, it just, it just certainly the way sounds like
3: talking. it. It does. It sounds like it in listening to that. And I think both himself looking at other opportunities and when he'll get offered, but also I think Port Adelaide will be pretty okay with that. We know that their young midfield brigade is their strength of their team. They need to bring in other positions and other key pillars.
2: You're not far out of the game, AFL level. Uh, where did you see Zaber When he came on the scene, I thought this lad's going to be just a great... He runs all day. He runs from full back to full forward on the wing, works his guts out. Then he caught a few injuries and he's got that skinny build. Yep. He's hurt his knees a couple of times too. But what, what do you make of him when you first saw Yeah,
3: you know, I agree that the upside was huge and uh, he could cover the ground so well and do those things that are special. But um, you're right, knowing... Xavier and Port Adelaide, he's had a few injuries, they certainly will know what his body's like and they might be part of that, it's part of why they're okay with him leaving. So that is an interesting one, as is the Tom Dode situation where we know he has now selected and nominated Brisbane, well, the GM of the Brisbane Lions today, Danny Daly, had a chat about when they first identified Tom Dode.
2: I think once, um, you know, we came to the realisation that Marcus wasn't going to come back and Uh, needed
1: to retire due to his concussion issues, Um, we just felt that there was probably a a little bit of a gap there in
2: our back line and uh, again Dom went to work throughout the year trying to identify um, and target a player that might help us and allow us to become better so it was probably as early as the start of the season to be honest so yeah.
3: So Danny Daly there talking about Tom today, and when they identified him. The other one that's interesting is what the Crows get for him. Is it a middle of the round, middle of the second round? And the other thing is when he actually comes back. So he did talk about when they expect today to be available next season.
4: Yeah, uh, we're hoping by year, you know, like the back half of the year. So um, you know he'll come over and do his rehab, and you know we're not putting any time frame on it. But in talking to him and our doctors, we're hoping you know like from mid-season to
2: you know, around 15, 16,
1: thereabouts, which will which will be good for us leading into the back half of the year.
2: That knee certainly limited his opportunities, I think, uh, certainly without, or maybe what he could have got paid.
3: Yeah, definitely what he could have got paid. Um, but also, yeah, how he could have continued to progress in his career. He's sort of just been halted a little bit. And interesting, around 15, 16, that is a large part of the season that he won't be there for. So... An interesting watch there on Dode and what the Crows actually get for him.
2: I think he's picked 16 around there, a draft pick, and it took him a couple of years to even get a game.
3: Yeah, it certainly did. And um, he was slightly built, I guess, and so he's one of those ones that maybe took a little bit longer to develop, but then did burst onto the scene and was a really good player for a few years until he obviously got injured again. But, um, yeah, interesting. Hey, have you caught up with the news on the Collingwood Guernseys (laughs) that have been auctioned off after winning the Premiership? Nick Dacos, do you know how much that Guernsey has gone for? No. It has gone for slightly over $70,000. The is one he wore on the... the... one he wore on game day. There was a lot of others that went for about twenty. They asked Tom Mitchell about this bid uh, as well on Trade Radio. No,
1: no know near that, I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I did say that. It's pretty incredible, isn't it? Um, Oh, it 's going to be scary to know what his career earning's going to be <laughs> at the end of, when it 's all said and done, um, but he deserves it you know he 's the type of guy that puts the work in, has great character, very humble, and obviously a superstar player.
3: So Tom Mitchell there, he mentioned that he's went nowhere near that. Well, he's correct. He didn't go for more than 10000 He wasn't in the top 10 players from Grand Final. day. number two Pendlebury? No, close. That probably should have been. He was 27000 Uh He was fourth. You're going all around him right Degoe. now. Degoe. Yes, Jordan goey at $29,000. So still wow. considerably less than Nick Dacos. What
2: I've really realised with the Dacos boys, how humble they are, Dan. Like, yeah. You know, you, you could he's burst onto the scene like no other. I reckon Dacos has broken record after record in possessions and doing this. Could have won a Brownlow in his second year. Uh, Best and fairest, who knows? But, um, yeah, they're so, so humble. We're going to come to the cricket. I just want to give you the good oil. The good oil last night was New Zealand. Yes. But it's Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil that grown, harvested and first cold-pressed in Northern Victoria, check them out we're talking extra virgin olive oil grown, harvested and first cold pressed. Northern Victoria, we're talking Coburn Estate
3: Yeah, so you mentioned that the World Cup kicked sure. off last night, we had uh, Barat Sunderacen on with us last night to preview uh, the next two months, it goes for two months, every team's going to play nine games, England played New Zealand last night, so a rematch from four years ago England was definitely the favourites. Heavily fancied. Um, I watched them
2: bat their first innings. Yeah,
3: and shaky. They gave away a few easy wickets, didn't they?
2: Yeah, battled like millionaires. That's the way they play, though. We know that. I mean, Harry Brooke went 6-4-6, got caught on the boundary next ball. So things like that, and they... And New Zealand, what second innings. Wow. Incredible.
3: So England 9 for 282 off their 50 ovals. It it did look a little bit short, but uh, not as short as New Zealand made it. As (laughs) New Zealand came out and made 1 for 283 off 36 overs. So they chased it down with 82 balls to spare. Devon Conway, 152 not out. And Ravindra made 123 not out. Uh, So they put on 283 runs in that second wicket partnership. It's and the a,
2: one wicket was a duck. It was a duck. <laughs> for none. So it's,
3: it's actually rather incredible um, for Young, who went out for a duck. But, um, yeah, what a great start for New Zealand. Again, we, we mentioned last night, they always seem to bat above and achieve and overachieve at World Cups while they've started in enormous fashion.
2: Conway's been amazing in one day cricket. Satner also bowled beautifully. Henry bowled beautifully. But I suppose um, if it gets tight, though, these are the ones you want to win by with overs to spare. That's a massive, massive... Um, a uh, run rate. Net bit. run
3: rate, that's huge. You're right. It might come down to it for that top four, make the semifinals. It could come down to it. Um, so that's a great start for New Zealand. Australia, they take on India on Sunday night. Seven o'clock it is our time here in Adelaide. So huge match up against the favourite team, the host nation, Sunday night. And uh, we've actually we had a little listen, and we'll, we'll have a little listen to Andrew McDonald ahead of their tournament
4: opener. We're pretty settled when you pick a squad of... 15 players, you're pretty settled in what options you've got available. Yeah, the the bowling at number seven yeah, can be critical. Um, we've also got Glenn Maxwell and obviously Mitch Marsh coming back into the fold with his bowling, so we feel as though between Marsh and Maxwell, we could potentially get 10 overs out of that. So, yeah, we'll, we'll leave the sort of final team until uh, a couple of days out. So we've got a couple of days to work through that. A few of those moving parts that we had leading in um, have Unfolded positively for us, which is, which is nice. So, if you asked me that two weeks ago, I would have been a little bit worried, but now, yeah, everything seems to have, have come together nicely. Well,
2: one worry for Australia is I don't think they've got the, the big hitters like some of the other teams. You've got Maxwell who can you know, smash them out the park, but you look at Labishane and Smith. We've seen Smith do well in the big bash, but they predominantly play straight. Warner can be iffy. Uh, Cameron Green hasn't had any form and Carey hasn't also been in great form. That's probably my biggest concern with Aussies.
3: Yeah, I think that is a concern. The other one for mine is if they do get to the semi-finals, and it is spin-friendly wickets, I just think that if you're coming up against a Pakistan or an India, it's going to really play into their hands and the conditions are going to be primed over there in India for those countries. So... That will be the other concern that uh, is Zamper enough and are, are, the, are the Australian batters able to play well enough against Jadeja and are well enough against Ashwin and these sort of guys.
2: The other one, the other cricket yesterday, it was a bit of a sad state of affairs for the Redbacks. They went down by seven wickets. It rained a lot, but the, um, they got the game done before the rain sort of did them. They need to get away to a better start, Dan. Every year we're hopeful. We want the Redbacks to do well. They've got great coaching. As I said, we're going to speak with Ryan Harris, I think, Monday night. Yep. Jason Gillespie is a terrific guy and a good coach. He's been all around the world doing that. So they need to show something. You can't go one or two, three games down otherwise season's over.
3: No, exactly right. And it's, it's a tough ask if they do lose their next one as well. It makes it really difficult. So they need to bounce back pretty quickly. As do the 36ers who play tonight at 9 o'clock here in Adelaide. The oh. time is, it is in Perth. Um, so it's what a it's draw. So it's tougher assignment as there is taking on the Wildcats uh, over there who are off the back of a loss as well. So Scotty Ninnis mentioned that. And then they go to Sydney and play the Sydney Kings on Sunday. So No
2: tra- no tougher draw. Yeah,
3: that is extremely tough. As is for the Crows women's team this weekend. It is against Melbourne who are top of the table. They're both 5-0. and So it's a top of the table clash. It's When's that
2: game? When is it?
3: 2.35 tomorrow afternoon at Casey's. So you'd favour Melbourne over there in Melbourne, but um, this is going to be a great matchup—the two best teams currently in the AFLW as well.
2: Yeah, good stuff there. Hey, coming up on the show, thanks to Lumo Energy. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo today and Kia—the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. We're at Angle Park. It's the Adelaide Cup tonight, and we're going to speak one of the trainers a little bit later. Brenda Oakley. She's made the transformation from the harness racing to greyhound racing and doing some really good stuff. In fact, she's got a runner in the cup. Uh, we just had our Continental Tires AFL trade radio update. Toddy Gray will join us. And Chris McDermott, legend in football too, does some wonderful stuff for Little Heroes and they tie up with the Greyhound Racing Association. Dan mentor and David Woolley, live from Angle Park.
1: Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter SA.
2: David Wielding and Dan Menzel, Sports Day SA. We are at Angle Park too. Normally we speak with Toddy Gray on the phone, but he's right next to us. For Gray and Racing SA, no one runs the dogs like South Australia the big cup on tonight worth $100,000 and we welcome Toddy Gray. Hi Todd.
0: And how do we do gentlemen? Look I want to say that I, I put on a collar shirt, got a bit dressed up I want to say i got a haircut for you but I don't think I've had a haircut since about <laughs> 2014 so uh, but uh, it's nice to be here actually in person on the biggest night of the year we only get one group one per year in SA so we might as well make it a good and one. And you
2: met Dan first time in face, face to
3: face. Yeah,
0: truth be told sorry you had to see this, I do apologise. No I'm,
2: <laughs> I'm looking forward to you
3: tipping a couple of winners for us and for everyone out there tonight but um, as you mentioned the group one This is by far the biggest race in in South Australia. It
0: is, yeah. We only get uh, one Group 1 a year. So we have a handful, probably double figures of Group 3s. We don't have any Group 2s, but a Group 1 race needs to be worth over $50,000 at least to be eligible for a Group 1. And we only get the one. It's the Adelaide Cup, but it is our main event of the year, so we we, we go all out.
2: Race 10 tonight. It is. Tell us about the field, because there's some wonderful dogs. Those Galachis run, what, 30 flat? And yeah. there's a couple other wonderful dogs in there as well.
0: Uh, look, this isn't cliche. This is one of the best fields I reckon I've seen for about three or four years. Uh, this is very similar to last year's final. And when I say that, we got the rough of the field in eight, which last year we saw 100-1 to one pop won the Adelaide That's Cup last amazing. year. That's amazing. Buzz Junkie, who is going around tonight. It's got box eight again, Buzz Junkie, um, in a, in the consolation. But uh, the favourite had box five that, na- that night, Wow, well, She's Fast, which was about a $1.40, the shortest price favourite in LA Cup history. And the one dog in that race was the dog that caused all the trouble, which were running a little bit wide, which this year, the one dog does run a little bit wide too. So this is so copy and paste last year, but there's some dogs in this race. I'm, I'm not making this up. You can honestly make a reason for probably about four or five of these dogs to be winning chances, and you cannot put a line through any of the eight to be podium chances here because there's a the, the caliber of this, like Scalacci, there's only been about four dogs in the history which have broke the 30-second mark. Scalacci went exactly bang on 30 seconds winning the match race series a few weeks ago. But Box 5 has bought. Many good dogs undone.
3: So you mentioned that Skilacci. You ran about 250 at the moment. Big energy, 390 transponder at four bucks. What's what's your selection? What are you going to go with?
0: Well, uh, unfortunately for the last couple of weeks, I've been saying Scalachi. My answer for everything have been Scalachi. It Wouldn't matter if someone said what's the time of day. Don't weaken,
2: don't weaken, but, Toddy. it will probably win. But
0: look, so. My pride says Scalacci, but I have to be honest, my heart and the form and the logic says number one, Transponder. Wow. Look, ability-wise, I think it's probably the third best dog in the race, but it is the best drawn in the race. It does run a little bit wide, but the two-dog runs very wide. I think it's drawn to get the absolutely gun run on the first turn to Saloon Passage, kind of Moses' part in the Red Sea. So I'm with Transponder, and if there happens to be an absolute last-year boil over, it will be Brenda Oakey's trained Fiorano. It is, an, it is the SA rep, and this dog has just got better and better since coming here, but it's going to need luck on the first turn. But it could be an ugly first turn of the two going wide. So I'm going with the one. And if there happens to be a bolter, if you like back and bolters, number four, Fiorano.
3: There you go. So number one, four is the bolter. Scalacci is the favourite in number five. That's at 9.37 tonight. So we've still got more than three Plenty. hours until we get there. So what have you got for us in the lead up as your best bet of the night?
0: Uh, well, I've got two at a little bit of odds tonight, lads. Uh, my best bet is race nine, number seven, Dashing Deb. Now, look, this is going to be feast or famine. This is one of the dogs we're talking about a little bit <laughs> off air. When she leads, she goes very, very good. When she doesn't, quite the opposite. Well, let's hope it's a feast, Todd. <laughs> yes, well, I can't see why. Look, this favourite in one can win, but it's $1.40. It's just too short, but it can win. I'm not potting it or anything. I can't see why Dashing Deb can't lead. If it leads and she decides to go, you know what? I'm keen tonight. I think that's the one to beat. So uh, race nine, number seven, Dashing Deb straight out.
3: So you've, you've backed Dashing Deb in the same race that Basil Brush Rose race, races in.
0: This, I know, and uh, the, the Sam, dog that you've always
3: tipped us. Into. Sam's
0: probably listening in the studio right now, having a chuckle. I know this dog has broken my heart so many times, he did it again last week as well. So, this is just mate. I'll tell you what, if Basil Brush wins tonight. I don't think you'll see me next year. I'm worried. I don't think you'll ever see me again. I don't think you, people people, people will be getting noise complaints in Unley in the Riverland if that happens to win. But yes, I have old mate Basil. Gosh, he does me head in. I can't ramble on. But number seven, dashing Deb straight to the front, and it's game on.
2: You better give Chasers a plug too. We've been here a few times. Todd he had a wonderful meal upstairs.
0: Uh, yeah, indeed. Uh, we still haven't got the buffet back yet, though. But we've got the full out of cart menu. Um, obviously, plenty to, plenty to do upstairs as as well. So yeah, top food.
3: So then you you mentioned race nine, number seven as the best. What's your other tip for the night?
0: One of one nearly double figures here. Race 11, number two, Aston Arena. Now, again, there's a $1. thirty favorite in this race. If it gets a clear run, it'll win, pure and simple. Very similar to like the, the dog from Murray Bridge. If it puts its best numbers forward, unbeatable. But there's a small chance its next-door neighbor in eight could lean in on it, give it a little bit of a bump on that first turn because the 600-meter start has that on the first turn. So if the eight leans in, makes life difficult for the seven, I think Aston Arena will lob second to the one dog, take the lead probably at the halfway mark. And look, even if the favourite gets going, I still think we can hold on for second. So, race eleven, number two, Aston Arena. That's my little value chance tonight. But only two dividends there. Malcolm wouldn't be happy.
2: Tony, thanks for your work too. And We got Brenda Oakey just after the break, oh, you'll and love that's Brenda. a great story. We've uh, you've told us a little bit about her and how well she's
0: going. You love Brenda, I reckon. I don't reckon she's stopped smiling since the day she was born, <laughs> to be honest with you. She's one of the happiest people you'll see in the industry. She's one of the newest people as well in the industry. She is got, It's a brilliant story. To go from not have, putting a lead on a dog what, about three years ago to having a dog in the Group 1 now, I'm really looking forward story. to what she talks like on here. But I won't lie to you, if she gets going, she's good on the chat, we might have to post. If she wins uh, the Cup, we'll have to postpone Race 11. <laughs> we now. can
2: always turn her down. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for that, Toddy. Cheers. Good luck with thanks, your Toddy. tips. Uh, catch every NFL game this season. Game Pass only on DAZN. Visit NFLDAZN.com forward slash NFL. Yeah, it's $100,000, Dan. That's uh, nothing to sneeze at that's oh, for the winner of the cup. Or, or the race is worth $100,000. It's huge,
3: huge race. And again, a bit over three hours away. The first race here, it's coming up in 14 minutes at Angle Park.
2: We've got uh, Brend Oakey shortly, one of the new trainers, got from Harness Racing, Chris McDermott to follow. Kia didn't just make an eight seat family car,
1: they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian owned and supporting communities, the arts, and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter
2: essay. Sports Day SA, David Wielding and Dan Menzel, we are Angle Park, the Big Adelaide Cup tonight. $100,000, unbelievable for Toolkit Depot. Tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. Toolkit depot, everything you need under one roof. Tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. Well, Dan, we are delighted to have one of the trainers. A fairly new trainer too, but she's certainly kicking goals. Brenda Hokey joins us and has a runner in in tonight's $100,000 cup. Brenda, Welcome.
5: Well, thank you. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Lovely to be here. Tell us
2: about Fiorano.
5: Oh, he's lovely. Xavier, we know. Xavier. Yeah, Xavier. Yes, yes. We all know him as Xavier. Yeah, he's a bit of a cheeky boy. Likes to rip up his beds and get a bit of attention and likes his cheese and he's always happy. His tail never stops going.
2: Dan and I have been told you're a real live wire, but your your background, a while back you're in harness racing and now you've come across to greyhound racing. What what sort of got your interest there?
5: Uh, I've been, uh, we, well, all my life, my family's been involved in harness racing and I was up until oh, quite a few years ago um, and then work and family and what have you and I thought, will I get back into harness racing or will I get into the dogs? Because I've also had an interest in dogs yeah. just from afar and I decided, oh no, I'll give, I'll give the dogs a go. So so yeah, I was coming down to Angle Park, having tea, it was really good, enjoying it. Then <laughs> next thing, greyhound data, oh puppy, yay, I love that
3: one. <laughs> So And then three years later, you're effectively in the Adelaide Cup final. Is, yeah. is it a pinch yourself moment? Is it this was the goal and it's taken this much time? Or was it never expected to be here?
5: Oh, I never expected to be here. Yeah. It's just crazy. I mean, how lucky am I? That is
3: great. It's a great <laughs> attitude and great way to look at it. Uh, you've got with Ferrano you've been drawn a barrier four. Yep. Happy Box with four, that yeah. or are you un- unsure about it? What would you have liked?
5: Oh, no, four is fine. Yeah. Four is fine. It puts him in the middle. Um, he's he's done well out of four before. Whenever we troll, we always come out the four box. Well, he only gets um, out okay? Yeah, yeah, he comes out, and he comes out straight, which is really good because oh. some dogs crash down, some want to run off, but he just goes straight. So, so yeah, no, I'm fine with four. It's great.
2: Interesting in your training. What, what do you need to learn when you just start? I'm going to be a greyhound trainer. You obviously get a dog and you've got to see if the dog can run, but how does it start? What's, your, what's the early stages of, of training for, for you? What did you have to do?
5: uh well i had i had a mentor obviously which was fabulous um des and, and i was helping him out so we just get the like you start with your pumps and then you teach them to lead then you just go for a walk up the road and then you um you sort of get up one end of the of a straight track and you get down the other you get someone down the other end and just yell out and they come running down and it, i mean it's natural for them to run
2: yeah i mean that's what they want to do but they've all got run. different abilities now fear runner makes a uh an Adelaide Cup. So you tell straight away this dog had ability.
5: Oh, well, you can't tell straight away. Well, some well, you can. Some you can. When, when he came over to my kennel, What about Xavier? Could you tell about oh, Xavier? Xavier. Yeah. Oh, we love Xavier. Um, yeah, no, he, uh, he, he, uh, he'd been broken in when I got him and he had had, had few, a few races, but he'd had an injury. Um, he'd hurt his foot. So uh, the, uh, the connections um, sent him over and to just see how he go you know get his confidence back give him a few runs so i just gave him a few runs over the short yeah. shorter distances just let him go and he's just like let wow. me at it. i love this he wow. just loves it that is incredible
3: <laughs> so tell us what is it like to be a greyhound trainer every day what's the day to day life like with the greyhounds how many have you got
5: uh, so I'm working 13 yep. at the moment, um, nine nine races, two two that are sort of getting near the end of the career and then a couple of babies there as well. Um, so, yeah, half past five, have a bit of breakfast, get out there, go and clean out all the kennels, empty them <laughs> out, put up with all the barking and fun time, all have a bit of a cuddle. Then we get on the walking machine, get another cuddle, and then um, we jog along together. I jog with them like an idiot <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, then at the end of that we get off I groom them everyone gets a brush and gets their feet done and a, you know, another cattle back into the kennels and then uh, when we're all finished and we've all had our shot and uh, we have our biscuits and we have a little rest they'll we'll go back later in the day and you know just if, if, if they need a little something else you know their nails might need trim or, or, or something like that and then yeah yeah give them a little sleep. and
3: so I guess like for any athlete Uh, that's part of a team setup or team environment and you've obviously got a team of greyhounds you train differently you train individually some people need extra running some people need less is that the same with the greyhounds do they all train the same do you train them individually where okay we've actually got to get this one running a bit longer and get a bit more endurance into it rather than the other ones or is it very much the same training procedures for all?
5: Um, with mine it's it's pretty similar on because yep. I, I like to use the walking machine because it's low impact it's just you know straight there's no bending twisting any of those sorts of things so it really looks after the dog um, helps maintain them and maintains fitness really well the dogs that need to run the, that are, run a further distance um, you tend to uh, give them more fast work more often okay you know yeah yep. yeah yeah and some dogs just can't and yes. those that just can't run distance well then they'll run over the short and if they can't Well, that's it.
3: So just on that then, how how quickly can you identify whether I've got a 395 metre or a 500 or a 715 metre greyhound?
5: Um, Well, they'll tell you when you put them on the track and you try to race them, their last... The, the way they finish, get closer to the line, if they're getting close if you go 400 metres, you start at 400 metres and they get, they're still running really fast to the line, like their last split, shall we say, the last section, yeah. the time yep. for the last section is really fast, you think to yourself, okay, we'll probably go a little bit further but if they're starting to tail off yeah. um, then it's like, okay, they well, that's, there. As far as, yeah, that's as far as we can go, no worries,
3: Brenda, we'll just do that
2: Brenda Oake, our guest here too she's got to run a Fiorano in the, in the final a little bit later, I think it's race 10 wasn't it, it is race so 10, yes. looking forward to that couple of things that really surprised me, we have Toddy Gray on every week, that doesn't surprise me, but the difference in a weight of a greyhound, we saw them just behind us parading and, and getting weighed. Some runners can be as low as 23, 24 kilo, and they've had one up to 40, I believe. I mean, that, that's a massive difference in a greyhound. Yeah, yeah, well, it? it's just Some like... are big, some are...
5: Yeah, yeah, it's just like people. you got big kids <laughs> and little kids. Yeah,
2: I know, but yeah. it just seems a, just a massive difference for it's a biz- dog. Oh, it's bizarre,
3: isn't, isn't it? it? It's, it's huge. Uh, is that an advantage to be wider or is it an ava- or it doesn't matter like
5: it, oh it just depends on the dog yeah. i mean it's like you know some of the little ones are really zippy yeah. you know really quick early and sort of get out underneath them because like when the big ones come out the corner and give them a bump the poor little ones so you know they sort of um, <laughs> well, might them. I was watching the um,
2: the greyhounds the other night, and they had the speeds up of them. Uh, around mid 60s, they can run yep. 67, 66, or yep. well, that's going. It's yes. slightly
3: faster than you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was never never that good
2: down, <laughs> that's for sure. But uh, so, what about coming up? I mean, obviously, it'd be lovely if you could win. But you are right into it now. This is your yep. your your goal, your dream, your day to day for quite a few more years. You'd hope. Is oh, absolutely! It's
5: I love it. The dogs are wonderful. You know, they just—it's just a wonderful time, a wonderful way to spend your time. They're always happy to see you, and uh, you know, it's just a reciprocal friendship with them. It's—it's it's wonderful. Yeah, I love. I We're love trying Brangham to get a tip.
2: Um, now. It was it Transponder or Scialacci? Uh, they the main. The main threats tonight. Oh, or?
5: I think big energy. Big energy, yeah. yeah, big energy oh. is going to be hard to beat. Interesting, but don't forget number four, Fiorano. Oh no, we're will backing it. We
2: are Hutt? backing Fiorano. Don't Hutt. worry about that. South
3: Aussie absolutely <laughs> and look will at be the on. The odds
5: are huge. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, what price is it? Oh, it's about twenty-six. Yeah, it's it's yeah, currently yeah. at twenty-six, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. just on that, we if will it, need some luck, just a little bit, so we can organise that. Couple yeah, 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 yeah. So
3: if it does get that luck then and ends up winning, what's next? Is it looking into state? Is it even bigger and? better things or is it not happy here in South Australia?
5: Um, Or you haven't
3: thought that far ahead? I
5: haven't thought quite that far ahead. Um, I am thinking about the Gawler Cup after this. Um, Hopefully we can get in through the heats because that's at the end of the month, the Gawler Cup. So that's always a good meeting as well.
2: Just one quick one, Brenda, because we're seeing a lot of greyhounds being um, you know, become pets now and they're so docile and so gentle and I've seen owners of um, greyhounds that have run or maybe haven't even run but You'd be saying to people, if you want to sort of um, get one as a pet, you'd certainly back that in, wouldn't you? Oh. When they when they finish business, such lovely dogs.
5: They are. They're so calm, and they just love to sleep.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah the, for dogs to right right run, <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Oh.
5: yeah, they're so lazy. It's fabulous. But I suppose you're going to run
2: 30 time. seconds and yeah. go and, and sleep for done. the day.
5: Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's High impact. Yeah. yeah, yes. Yeah, but they're great. They house train. They're calm. Yeah. They lead. They're in the good in the cars because they're used to travelling. Yeah. you know, oh, look, they're the perfect pair. They really are.
3: So it kicks off tonight. Uh, still about three hours away. It's your only runner tonight, I yes. believe, so get to put the feet up for a few hours, relax. Maybe it might not be a good thing for the nerves. Maybe you prefer to have a few more in where you don't have to think about it as much, but are you happy with the preparation? I imagine a few of the other trainers might have a couple other running in the races tonight. So how are you going to go the next three hours with the nerves?
5: Uh, I'll be, you know, by the time we get here, someone will be saying, breathe, Brenda,
2: breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see a fear runner wins. Such a bubbly yes. personality now. Hey, Brenda, good luck tonight uh, it's it's fantastic achievement just to get the dog in the in the final and we can see that you love you they're not just uh races they're, they're your pets are your family and uh, good luck tonight
5: thank you so much
2: for your time and we're night. on we're getting we're on. on we will tonight. be on for sure yeah we've got things thing fine. the phone remember what you're gambling with though Is yes right? correct thanks brenda Sorry, thank, you. See you, thank there. you she's got fiorano in the in the cup just a little bit later at race 10 and uh, fancy odds and the, I like it when you say the dog's out quickly and run straight because some do jump yeah, out wide do. or some elect to go wider straight to the rails so yeah.
3: And when you're on them wheels you're not not too happy when they do go sideways no, or something but
2: like that happens but
3: uh, 9.37 so it's under three hours now to uh, Brenda's Greyhound runs Box Barrier or Box 4, I said Barrier at the start Box 4, Fiorano. The Blue The Blue at 26 so that is at 9.37 here the Adelaide Cup final so the first race has just kicked off here as well at uh, at Angle Park. So it's about to jump now, by the look. So get down here. You've still got plenty of time. You've got effectively 11 races ahead of you if you make your way down now.
2: Yeah, about to jump in too. Chris McDermott for tyre power. Great race sales on now. Get into your local independently owned tyre power today. Um, Christopher's got a... And Little Hero's got a great association too with with the, the Greyhounds and uh, Chris joins us. Hi Chris, how are you? Hello
6: David. Nice to see David. you. Good to Often. be here. We do have we a We should great meet more, we tend
2: to meet here every year but we need to. No, more. once is
6: enough. No, i see <laughs> you <laughs> twice. What about right? Easter? You know what they say, too much is yeah, too much point. of a good thing, David. Good point. Can't greyhounds be have been enormous for little heroes over the years, you know, the, the relationship has been a really interesting one and a one that I guess at the initial stages people sort of, not questioned but said oh, it's an unusual mix but... Um, I really love what they stand for. The The Greyhounds' as Pets um, Association has been an enormous one for us. They are. The Greyhounds are always at all of our events, Melbourne Cup, our yeah. ball and all that. And the kids love them. So it's really been a fun...
2: And, How long uh, now, Chris? Beneficial. How long are looking Five, at? Five, six years yep.
6: now. And in the multiple $100,000 uh, wow. of contribution. So they've done enormous things for the, the seriously ill kids uh, in South Australia. And people have got to sort of recognise that. And while you know, they deal with their share of criticism as a lot of uh, yeah, those sort of events. Too, as in any industry. any yeah. industry does. But, gee, they do some great work, and um, we have a really good relationship with them.
2: We're talking about, uh, just had Brenda Oakey, she's got a runner in the final tonight, Fiorano, mm. but mm. they're such lovely pets too, Chris. I don't know whether anyone through your organisation has actually adopted it, Graham, but they're just so, they are just like to sleep all day. Absolutely.
6: <laughs> no, they're fantastic. It's, well, what I reckon is main. Dan's yeah, a bit younger than you and I, so yeah, won't, won't just quite a bit. remember. Not much. But, you <laughs> know, when we grew up, they were muzzled and yeah. you rarely saw them in the streets, and if you did, you kept your distance. Yeah. Now you see them in the streets often, you see uh, like grandmas walking them, young kids with them. They've really become a really good family pet. And as you said, 45 minutes of activity, that's about it for oh, them. Yeah. They want to sleep for the rest of the day, but really good animals, yeah, really docile. good, fun, docile animals. Yeah, so unlike your old dog, <laughs> which wasn't so docile.
3: Chris, tell us a little bit about the Little Heroes in terms of supporting mental and physical health of South Australian children. The main events, obviously, with the Greyhounds here, but where else can we find Little Heroes and how can you be a part of it? You
6: could find us at Melbourne Cup, but uh, this year it sold out, so it's been a really good event for us. And We have it at the Wine Centre. We've had it there for 12 years now and it sort of gets just under 400 people and sold out pretty well late August, so it's a really good event. So we raise our money sort of three different ways. You can come to an event. Um, and support it that way. You can be a corporate supporter, uh, and we have some great corporate support like Greyhounds. Uh, We have Davro, uh, which David uses for his hair and beauty products. Mm. Um, I just need a little bit more, David, (laughs) if that's... With all due respect, we have an organisation called Happy Haven and Flurio Milk, who are a really strong brand, the Flurio Farmers down there. So good corporate support. And then there's a little bit of that... um, just general donations which come
2: through the website and through things we do. So
6: um, hard yakka though at the moment. I was
2: going to say, how difficult it is, and, and you've been at it a long while, and what keeps you going? We've, we've spoken about this ourselves you know, off air, mm. and I, look, I admire you, because it, it's not not one hour, two hours, it's 40, 50, 60 hour weeks sometimes for you. So A, how tough is it, and, and B, what does drive you?
6: Well, I'll tell you what drives, because... It's a it's a sort of an interesting story, and so come COVID, we were we were finished, you it's know, because tough. we were yeah. we're all events, and you couldn't have events, so we were done. And ABC Radio rang me and said, look, a couple of other charities are going through. Would you like to speak? And I said, yep, happy to speak. We're done. It was about wow. April 2020, and I said, look, if we if there's not a miracle before June 30, we're finished. It's a shutdown, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So Job Seeker, Job Keeper came, and as soon as I just after I did the interview, so this is no word of a lie, a gentleman who will remain nameless walked in off the street into the front office, handed us a cheque for a A significant sum, and that got us through. Kept you through. And so we just sort of bubbled along. I was home, um, it was the first week in September last year, so just over 12 months ago. Sunday afternoon, it was 540 and... No-one's at home. Peace, David. We know how much we like a little bit of peace on a Sunday afternoon. Radio, and the TV was on in the background. Channel 9 News was on. And um, Alice Monfries was reading the news. And at 5.40, she said, stay tuned. We're going to speak to a mum from Happy Valley, and you won't believe her story. So I just had to watch it. So mum comes on. She's got three kids, and they've got something called childhood dementia. Now, wow, which I'm we wouldn't know about, would we? Had no idea. And, you know, I know the older onset dementia, but kids didn't resonate. Um, So saw the three kids. There is no treatment. There is no cure. Uh, About 2,500 kids in Australia have it. Um, 50% will die by the time they're 10, 75% by the time they're 18, and the other 25% anywhere from 18 to maybe 30. Um, So Australia is the first country in the world to start some some research and trying to find a cure, trying to find a breakthrough. It just resonated with me. It felt so much like cancer 25 years ago, and I I googled the lady that I saw on TV and sent her this creepy message. Look, it's sorry, it's me. I'm from Little Heroes. Yeah. Um, call me. Nothing, nothing for one day, two days, three days, four days, and so after the fourth day, I just thought, oh well, she obviously want to... doesn't want to know about it. Next day, get a message. Sorry, just had to suss you out to see if you were who you were. Spoke to Nigel Smart's sister. Uh, oh, and due diligence. Yes. Due diligence. Due diligence. Yeah. And now we're locked in. So we are supporting the governing body, who's the Childhood Dementia Initiative out of Sydney. We're giving them some money so they can make some noise. So is this where the bulk's going? You cha- Every, You're going to them. So and Dan spoke about, so there's now a mental health side yes, and a physical. So the physical side is the childhood dementia and we are invested for the next 25 years. And the mental side of it, we do a program in schools called Big Talks for Little People on Kids' Mental Health. Um, and without holding your airtime, uh, it's in about 20-odd schools at the moment. It's just been accepted by the Education Department as part of their curriculum for 2024, so it'll be in all schools. We've just spoken to... Uh, the Education Department in Turkey so it's in Turkey as of today so as of September it went into Turkey after the um, the earthquakes over there and the devastation over there we're speaking to China and the Education Department about it going in there and without speaking too much out of school John Mannion from Breakthrough and I are going to the APY lands in December and speaking to the schools through the APY lands and they can convert it into an Indigenous model for the schools up there so it's resonating it's really hitting a mark it's for kids 6 to 12 um and it seems to be doing a really good thing so they're the sort of the two separate arms that are sort of kicking some goals for us at the moment
3: it's great to hear and and you mentioned john Mannion, great man and all the things he does it's a great team up there they've got i wanted to ask you about i saw that you got locked up in adelaide jail uh did a little bit about uh awareness for child dementia was it yes
6: it was it was a is that seem the like night
2: a, out, is it? seamless like stay overnight? No? Hey? Not the overnight one where you yeah, stay? Yeah,
6: 27 and a yeah. half hours I was in there for. Ooh. wow. So I was in there for a th- every $1,000 that got donated, I'd stay an hour. So uh, I was in there for 27 and a half hours. How went, was it? Went in as a, this is just, yeah. a, a non-believer, and came out more convinced than unconvinced. So... Ten o'clock. So I just quickly went in there at nine thirty in the morning to get locked in at eleven o'clock. At, at ten o'clock, my glasses went missing, and I, I never—they—they they never leave me. They're either on my head or in here, and they just disappeared. So you couldn't see. So, well, I could, but everyone's yep. gone looking for them. No one can find them. Anyway, they turn up in my cell on the wooden bed that I'm going to see grumpled up into a like a tennis ball, just squashed to pieces on the the bed, just sitting there. And we'd all been through the room and couldn't find it. So I'll I'll move forward. At 11 o'clock, just before I'm getting locked in, this is 11 o'clock in the morning, the cell door locks and locks won't open. I'm inside, everyone's outside. I'm pushing on it from the inside. The girls are pulling it from the outside, wouldn't open. And then they had to go and get someone to come and open it before they got back. It opened and then at 9 30 at night and I had to speak of another radio station, I was on double A oh, at the time yeah. and Chris Jarmer from Jarma's Restaurant was making yeah. me my last supper on the night and Leif Forrest was doing his show. He did his show from there. It's 9 30 and I'm sort of standing at the edge of the cell and there's the, the door that separates outside from inside. It's an eight-inch steel, thick steel door that you've got to be David Wildey's build to open it. So it's really it's not locked, but it's really big, heavy door. Three of us are standing there, and it opens from... It's shut. It opens fully the whole way. So what's that? You know, nearly 180 degrees, doesn't hit the wall, and then stops. And both of us, we're all looking at each other going, that's impossible. So I went outside to see if there there was not a breath of wind, there was nothing. And I had a security guard with me overnight. Not remote control. And she was... When I got up in the morning to see her, about... 4.22 Four twenty-two, it was to be precise. Um, she was out of her brain. She said she'd been up all night. There were noises. There were people. There. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was. It was. Seri- so we're going to do it again next year. Okay. So, can't we, I'm going to get ten people to come in next year.
0: Huge.
6: It is seriously quite eerie, was it? Quite seriously <sighs> creepy.
2: Yep. Wow.
6: Creepy. And th- there was an old bloke there. Uh, he won't mind me saying, eighty year, eighty years old. Beautiful bloke. Came in and saw me the next morning, and he was taking a tour through. He'd been 25 years in the correctional services, and then when he left correctional services, he came to Adelaide Jail and taking tours oh. through. So for 50 years he'd been involved. He said, for 49 years, I never believed a thing. It's all fake. And he said, until last year, this happened. He confirmed and it. And he said, this bloke came out of the cell in his prison gear, and I knew there was no one. And he said, so now I'm not... So wow. it was, it was. It sort of sounds... I thought like when you said you
2: lost your glasses, someone might have pinched them being in jail. But
6: <laughs> like no. a tennis ball, they were, they were so great. Scra- I couldn't... So these are the ones that... Oh. Like, these are the replacement pair. Gee. Hey, just
2: quickly, you didn't answer my question fully, and I've known you for a long while. Yes. You keep going. And, uh, and you, is it the stories like that lady with a daughter or son? The, well, she, with, she... Is that what drives you? You ab- see that? Absolutely. Because yeah. I know how tiring and... It can be for you,
6: absolutely, and it's it's got to evolve. I think the beauty with the, the the foundation it's not reliant on me, it's not reliant on a face. It's it's got its own credibility, it stands on its own, um, and so I'm convinced that it's going to be able to do that for beyond my years. So, um, but the, when there's a need. Then well, there's a charity. I know here, you so do it
2: for no recognition, but you should be recognised. Being amazing, little it was. Um, now are you
6: two coming up for a drink after? When I, you're can't,
2: off I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm with Mike Noonan for dinner tonight. My old coach, Michael, and Jeff Graham. We'd had it. Who, would have, who would have thought? And Dan's Mick, not Mick, dressed to come Mick, up, is he? No, I'm,
3: I've also got another. We didn't well, <laughs> know.
6: Well, we're only told, Chris, I would have said, so, hey, I am sensitive, you know. I, I got the invitation, coping.
2: how embarrassed, I got the invitation from him, and the, I said, no, I've got to commitment tonight, and I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a drink for me, great to see oh, well, you, thanks. and you. love to join the kids, and thanks for being on, keep James, up Chris. the good work, it's Chris, fantastic. Cheers. Chris McDermott, gee, how's that, Dan, the stuff they do for Little Heroes, incredible. just incredible. Really it really is. He does a wonderful job, and how he hasn't been recognised with honours like on the Queen's birthday. Seriously. Yeah, I look every year to say, yep. I know you've got to be nominated, but I th- think we've tried to do that. He's spent tireless hours and they've um, had millions and millions of dollars they've given to you know, sick Jeez, kids. Huge
3: effort. It's an incredible effort and it, it will certainly pay off, which is great. Hey, just before we go, um, let's have a... We've got a minute here, a chat just about um, who you think will win the Cup tonight.
2: Yeah, well, I'm... Well, Toddy said... He thought Transponded spawned in him from one. He Sh- did, but Scalacci's then... Scalacci's the best dog, and then... Well, Brenda's his but big she's energy, big energy. Which is poorly drawn. Both the favourites are, you know, in the squeeze box, if you like, the squeeze box draw, so I'm not really sure... Look, you know, I just want Fior- Fiorano to win. Yeah, it would be great to see it, 26 to 1, but I'm going to go with big energy.
3: I'm going to listen to Brenda. It's She's one of the trainers in the race, and she's picked it to beat her dog, so I'm going to back that in.
2: I'll tell you, next year if we come, down, we'll get dressed up, we'll stay we for will. dinner, and we'll have a big night, too. Looking forward to They do it so well here at the Adelaide Gr- Not too late to get down here. The big race is race 10. That's a little bit late, $100,000 race. Our Beaumont Tiles are giving away a trip for two to Americans Footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at months before November 12th. You with a chance. T's and C's apply. As I said, it's been a, a wonderful, wonderful uh, night here. We're looking forward to a, a big crowd and hopefully everyone enjoy, uh, enjoys it and actually picks a winner. Dan, that's it for us. That is for us. I'm looking forward to Australia
3: versus India Sunday night. We'll Catch see. you Monday. See you then.
1: Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter SA.